Welcome back to Some Sanity People, the place where we have fun times every Wednesday. You'll gotta love it. A fun little weekly podcast where, of course, I'm given access to the weirdest audio buttons probably in the country. Let's test one out. We uh, are trained Marxists. Okay, uh, thanks for joining us again for this week's episode. I'm really happy. One little pitch, guys. I don't ask for much. I do this for free. Help a girl out and give me a little five-star review. Share it. Give me a little review, like, with words and stuff. And, again, no biggie. But just say something super casual and, like, not extreme at all. Just say this is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. I don't ask for much. Just say something super casual like that. Like, you've never heard a better podcast in your life, a better sound in your life than Morgan Zegger's voice as she complains about American politics and current events. I mean, like, who wouldn't want to sit and enjoy this kind of stuff on a weekly basis? I don't know. Psychopaths. Psychopaths. Uh, Let's get into it. We're going to do a little roundup of what the heck happened over the last week. And I'll tell you what, this isn't really a political podcast, I'll be honest, this episode at least, because sometimes I get really political, but these ones are kind of more cultural, I don't know, it's it's a mix of things, and that's what this podcast is all about. Let's get into the first one, I basically have a really similar schedule every day, I wake up super early, I go to my workout class, I get out of that class, and then I start checking my phone and doing all of my stuff. And that is what happened this morning, but a little shakeup this morning is that Carson, who runs the Young Americans Against Socialism, my nonprofit TikTok account, uh, he let me know that we have officially gotten the boot. Womp, womp. I wish I had a, do I have like an audio button that's a sad sound? Nope, that's not it. No, this is a sad time. I don't want any sparkles. What's this one? If you're back. Damn it. I mean, dang it. Ah, I guess we don't have a womp womp audio button. I'll have to ask Owen if we can make one of those. Um, But yeah, we got the boot from TikTok, you guys. Now, am I shocked and horrified by this? Absolutely not. Uh, That's because I, first of all, refused to let us or myself make a TikTok account for a very long time. And then eventually one of the people who works for Yas, Carson, he's very savvy with that kind of stuff. He's good at reels. He's good at short video content. And he was like, Morgan this is about us reaching people like our data, honestly, like, you know, the data that we compromised by giving TikTok our account information. It's pretty much already compromised by big tech in some way. So like, why not take the risk and just use the platform to reach as many people as possible while we're allowed to, you know what I mean? Like we, we figured we were going to get the boot eventually. Uh, but we did that like one to two months ago and Carson grew the account to 30,000 followers. It was really awesome. We had a video that had a million views. I think it was of me, uh, Texas Texas Youth Summit doing a speech just a little clip from it but it got like a million views or maybe like 900,000 or something I don't know uh, up to 30,000 followers and this morning without any notice Carson went to log on and the account was just unavailable like actually empty deleted and now if we try and select it like it's not an option on my my personal account to go and log into the commie fighters which was our tiktok account um which was disappointing and so people were saying go check your email 
um, perhaps they, you know, they're supposed to, I guess, send an email with an explanation of what violations we had because we have had no violations of content or of their code of conduct yet. Uh, so that was a little shocking that we hadn't had like a strike one or a strike two to get to strike three, which would be our strike out. Uh, and so we had no warnings. And so I was checking the email. I got no email or no notification or reasoning from TikTok and no opportunity to um, appeal to them to get it opened up. So it looks like it's just gone, baby. Gone like the wind, gone like a freight train, gone like yesterday. What's that song? Gone like a soldier in the Civil War. Bang, bang. Oh, that's a quite an interesting lyric, actually, now that I'm saying it out loud. Um, there were a lot of deaths in that one, though. Okay, whatever. So we knew that this was going to happen. Uh, we used the platform as much as we could to reach as many young people as we could, of course, because that's always the goal, to use peer-to-peer -peer education, peer rationale. And now it's gone. So great job, Carson, on that. You did an awesome job. Colton also runs our Instagram. Those two are just little kick butt commie fighters and I love them very much so I was more so just sad that all the work that they put into growing that at such a fast pace in just two months is now eliminated but they do a great job on Instagram and on all of our other platforms especially with reels which are basically just shorter TikToks speaking of which social media censorship if you followed me on social media for a long time you know that I was a naughty naughty girl and I got a little notification probably in January from Facebook letting me know that my personal page, uh, like Morgan Seggers on Facebook, which is where I put all my more political stuff, that got uh, censored. And so, like, officially censored. They said that my reach ability was limited. I had no opportunity to, like, boost beyond the set amount that the algorithm lets you, and they were limiting how many people I could reach with the algorithm. And then they said that I couldn't monetize anything. But... I must have been a good little girl and I must have pleased the big tech overlords at Instagram and Facebook because guess what I can do now? I can monetize on Facebook, baby. I just got the notification that I had a new review on my account and I am boom, I'm set free. I wonder how long it's going to last. Yay. Um, that being said, I don't mean that I'm like, whoa, I'm going to become a millionaire now by my Facebook content. I don't make money from Facebook, but the problem was that they were telling me, even if you qualified to monetize your videos, we wouldn't let you. And so now I'm at least freed up from that and I'm able to try and earn money in the future, I guess. But I'm probably never going to reach that. Either way, I'm happy. I'm not like, oh, thank you so much, Facebook, for giving me my platform back and stopping this. I'm more so just like, took you long enough. Uh, what you do is ridiculous. I I want to go too much into it, but it just really bothers me that this is all happening. Uh, so that's that, big tech censorship stuff. Next thing, next subject I, if you follow me on Instagram and a few other places, you know that I got a house. I bought a house in Texas. Um, I moved here in October and I got an apartment lease for seven months. And I did it so that I could just explore the area, get comfortable with the area. I didn't want to settle down and like buy property in a town that I ended up not liking. And so I kind of wanted to move here, take some time to you know, get comfortable after moving here from New York and make sure that I actually liked it here, you know what I mean? Um, and then I was like, all right, time to start looking. Once I started to realize that I did love Bernie and wanted to invest in it, and it's also just such a money maker to invest in property in Texas because everything's getting super expensive as people move here, like me. Ugh, I'm just the worst, right? Uh, so I got a cute little neighborhood down the road 
just adorable. I got a house and it doesn't need much in terms of fixed wrapper projects, but it's really brown. And so I've been painting everything like bright white and really brightening it up. Um, and the interior, cause it's very like 2000s, you know what I mean? So like I said, not much. I don't have to like hire these things out for projects. Jared was saying maybe I'll like, maybe we should like look into fixing up the kitchen a little bit more, but it's nothing that needs to be done immediately. So that means I've been painting a lot. I usually finish my work day and then go outside for a little bit and get some sun. And then as the sun is setting uh, and I eat dinner, I go and um, paint the house. So that's like my process. I already ran out of my five gallon of paint bucket. So I've got to go back to Home Depot. And this is where we're getting into the topic. I have a theory on romance and Home Depot and love. Aww. So... I've been having to go to Home Depot quite a lot because I keep needing to get more supplies. And some people are like, go to Lowe's, Morgan, you suck. Go to go to Lowe's because you're better for veterans. I like both. I, I'm honestly like not a pro, so I'm not going to say that I have a strong preference either way. I just end up going to Home Depot because it's in Bernie. Um, it's in my town. So uh, I've been going... And I swear, guys, I've never felt like such a hot commodity than when I'm in Home Depot trying to just buy some supplies. And, like, I have a full cart. I'm clearly on a mission. I've got a list of things that I'm buying. I'm not in the mood to talk to anybody. But as I started to, like, pick my head up and realize, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like a special creature here. Like, people are engaging. And it was because, like everybody was so nice and I started to realize what was happening so what what happened first is this guy came up and he he gave me his card and he said he, he was a contractor and he wanted uh to do any projects that I had and then he asked me out after and I I'm like bad at that kind of stuff I don't understand what people are trying and so I realized that that's why he gave me his card so I could call him but I was like whoa this is a whole new world and after that happened of, like, this contractor asking me on a date and we were talking about, like, work projects and stuff, then it just kept happening where I was running into these really kind young men. And I'm like, hmm. if I was single and ready to mingle and if I was dedicated to finding somebody that aligned with my values, and I'm not saying, oh, I need to date a Republican or whatever, but if I wanted to date somebody that can work well with his hands, that can take on his own projects, that has certain hardworking, more maybe conservative traditional values, I would probably just keep going back to Home Depot and walking around the aisles, not to like specifically find someone, but I would hope, you know, to maybe run into somebody in the aisles there and maybe I'd find a match in a, at a faster pace than you would just like perusing the grocery store aisles. You know what I mean? Because I've heard that guys will say, oh, to find a woman, you have to just go through the grocery store aisles, you got to go to church, yada, yada. Well, I think there's some other things that we can look into. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about. Because a lot of people ask me to do an episode on like specifically just dating as a conservative, dating as a conservative woman, all that kind of stuff. And I think I'm definitely going to do that in the future. So definitely send me any questions you have about those topics. And I'll try and put them all together in maybe like a Q&A episode. But when they say, if you want to find a good conservative girl, go to church or go to the grocery store, like that's where all the women are. I'm like, it's a little, you know, stereotypey for the grocery store, but it's true. We do go grocery shopping probably more often. Um, but that would mean that we're actually in relationships if we're the one actually, never mind. Okay. So that does make sense, but I'm thinking here are some other places. So if we want to find a nice conservative male, and I'm not saying we have to only search these guys out, but I'm saying this might heighten our chances of finding someone that aligns with us more. 
I'm thinking Bass Pro. Go to a Bass Pro shop, Cabela's, and just walk around like the hunting aisle, the fishing aisle. Go to a marina. (laughs) Walk around those things. I'm talking like if you want to meet somebody that aligns with you and your values, then look for meeting look to meet somebody at the locations where you can continue to live out your values and i i I think the bigger thing here is like i i for example county gop dinner i was at the hayes county gop dinner in texas there was like 700 people there and there were a bunch of young men and again i'm dating jared so i'm not looking but i'm just saying like if you want to meet somebody that aligns with you that's such a great opportunity to to meet somebody and so we might also in this stage of like oh we all have to use tinder and dating apps and meet online now and everything's done through instagram and i would say the more we engage in our local communities and the more we do the hobbies and live out the lives that we want we're going to run into people and be introduced to people that uh we might be able to date and have that you know classic romantic story of we met actually in person i hate everything being online these days uh and i always really wanted to have some sort of like romantic story of meeting my first per- like my person in life uh and and bada bing bada boom i think we could all do that if we got our heads out of our phones and looked for people that we could connect with romantically or even just as friends using everyday events and clubs and and community gatherings so all of this goes to this kind of theory of like we shouldn't be searching for romance or love we should just be living out our lives and then the lives that we live will lead us to the love that not only fits well into our life but the love that we're looking for and need and want and I think that's so true like my relationship before Jared I met we were on a, a panel together like we, we were at the same event we were speakers we, we both did a similar thing and we were able to grow from that and relate on that and that was nice because we had similar lifestyles and then same thing with Jared we have very similar lifestyles and we appreciate the same types of things and so it works out so well and so the more we stop trying to meet people on the internet where we have no idea what their real hobbies are we have no idea what their lives are like I think the better we're going to be so let's let's try and go out and and be courageous and try and meet people face to face baby COVID's over find a new crisis and (laughs) that's does that make sense I I think it's something that's just been in my head lately of like, I wish that our generation got the opportunity to date the way people did basically in like the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. It just sounds so much better than what we have right now. And I think it'd be so much more uh, genuine. So that's my thing. Um, basically go to home Depot, Bass Pro, uh, black rifle coffee. Oh my gosh. You're not going to find a bad non-conservative guy at black rifle coffee, ladies. Uh, and then of course, GOP County dinners and other events like that. I think you're going to find like-minded men and like-minded women that you could, you know, get to know romantically. Okay. Good luck with that, everybody. Next up, number three. An Us Weekly article titled TikTok user shares alleged video from Ben Affleck after dating app rejection. Ugh, that is so sad, you guys. I'm like, I'm quite saddened by this. I don't know if anybody has heard of it. It kind of happened yesterday, I think. But basically there's Raya, Raya is some app that celebrities use to date. And so maybe it's like Tinder, I guess, for celebrities and rich people and and the higher-ups of the world the one percenters i guess um 
it's what they use and it's supposed to afford them the opportunity to date like a normal person without having to worry about, I don't know, having everything posted online or people using you for fame or like 15 minutes, whatever it is. So I feel so bad because this girl, I guess, matched with Ben Affleck on it and she's very pretty. And then, and she's from TikTok. She's a TikToker. She matched with Ben Affleck and she thought that it was a fake account. She thought that it couldn't possibly be Ben Affleck. And so she unmatched him. And then he messaged her on social media, on Instagram, a selfie video to prove that it was him. And he was like, hey, why'd you unmatch me? It's me. What is so wrong with that? I don't know. I, I'm just like, what is so wrong with that of him like following up on it and being like, why'd you unmatch me? We match together. And like specifically, especially because she thought that it wasn't him. So he replied and was like, hey, it's me. Like, do you want to continue this, this potential relationship or this discussion, conversation, whatever it was? And so what did she do? Did she respect his privacy and and explain why she did it? Did she continue the conversation? Or even if she wasn't interested anymore, and that's why she also unmatched, did she say, hey, sorry, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling it, but good luck finding the love of your life? Because I have this theory that everybody's literally just trying to find their person, and so we shouldn't ostracize people that maybe aren't the best at it. We shouldn't judge people. Everybody's literally just trying to find the partner that they can love for the rest of their lives, and I think that's really sweet. Maybe I'm too much of a romantic for for the real world, but, um, either way, I was just so disappointed by this, because it's such a good display of how sad our generation is, of how sad young people are, the fact that social media makes us think that we should put people on blast for doing what Ben did, when he did nothing wrong, like, everybody's like, oh my god, that's so cringe of him, no, he was following up on something that he thought was worthy of pursuing and that he wanted to explore and there's nothing wrong with that so either way this article from us weekly goes into it and basically the girl posted this tiktok and it said thinking of the time i watched ben affleck on raya oh matched with ben affleck on raya and thought it was fake so i unmatched him and he sent me a video on instagram and then it was and then it went right to the video that he sent her she put the video of it on tiktok and it went viral because people were making fun of him and i i I, again i think it's so sad she did this just for a viral video when she could have just respected his privacy like honestly now i wouldn't want to match with her ever because i know especially if i'm like a high up celebrity i know that she's just somebody who's going to put me on blast if i say anything wrong or i'm a little you know cringy or whatever just for a little TikTok fame. Like, honestly, love is about being a little cringy sometimes, putting yourself out there. Half the time it works, half the time it fails. And sometimes you feel really embarrassed. And we're discouraging people from taking those kind of chances. And I think it's all because we're so connected to social media and so connected to that hope of going viral that we're willing to squash respect for people in the real world and appreciation for people's privacy in the real world. And I think that's really sad because now Ben Affleck's probably going to, I don't know, be a little saddened by that and maybe close himself off. And I feel, I feel bad about that. Have you guys seen The Accountant? One of the best movies ever. He doesn't deserve this, okay? All right. I hope that that gives you a good lesson. Don't put people on blast like that. Don't be so rude. And consider the real world impact of what you're doing, even if it's just a video. Honestly, guys, I might do a whole episode just talking about how dumb people are on TikTok. People will be sobbing their eyes out, whether they just got broken up with or they just got cheated on or whatever it is. They just failed the test. They will post videos of them, selfie videos, sobbing actually crying and i will look at it and go what 
so did they know they were going to be sad and they said, I'm going to turn the camera on and get sad? Or were they sobbing and said, this would make a good video content? Should I record myself? Did they have to do multiple takes on this? <laughs> like, I, you're, you mean to tell me they filmed it and then edited it and then put captions on it and then posted it with a caption and hashtags, and they looked at themselves sobbing like this and thought, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. <laughs> so just all of this social media vibe that I'm getting absolutely freaking sucks. Uh, and moral of the story is I'm annoyed by it. I think people are so weird. I, TikTokers in general, like the weird dances that they do, I think that's weird as well. But what people are willing to put on the internet is fascinating to me and disgusting okay next topic let's go okay this one is really really interesting again this is like not a political episode and i'm so sorry if you came here for politics my bad but this this part's a little more political and the next one i guess is too so this was fascinating and it basically is further proof that elon musk is just basically iron man um tesla is apparently helping to fight sex trafficking and human trafficking trafficking in general now and i came across this in an article that's kind of low on the totem pole on twitter so hopefully it gains more traction because it's an awesome topic so it's uh here's an article it's titled tesla can help solve human trafficking a survivor explains how and it reads one second i need to wander <laughs> Sorry, maybe i'll cut that out or maybe i won't oh <laughs> maybe i won't just to be fun okay I'm, I'm not gonna do it so quote Eliza was sex trafficked for nine years total before gaining the courage to attempt an escape one night from her apartment. Now she is a survivor advocate and a voice for those who don't have one. Her primary focus is fighting to alleviate the highly concentrated number of websites that harbor child sexual abuse and human trafficking materials. According to the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, in 2019, there were 17 million reported cases of child sexual abuse material, which is also called CSAM, 94% of which were found on Facebook and its platforms. According to the New York Times, there were over 45 million photos and videos of children being abused online in 2018, ugh, doubled from the previous year. Wow. So the amount of child abuse photos and videos online doubled, wow, in 2018. That's insane. So big tech has a major problem with human trafficking material shared on social media websites, she says. Oh, this is awesome. So this Eliza girl is basically a bad ASSS, and I love it. Um, let's see. Okay, the article goes on. It says, fighting human trafficking imagery and videos isn't going to be successful through human intervention alone. Things move too quickly. Human intervention and current technology are not capable of tackling a problem of this scale. Blue, who came across Tesla and Elon Musk a few years ago, believes that the key to ending online exploitation lies within a company with cutting-edge artificial intelligence capabilities, brilliant engineers, and software that can filter harmful imagery faster than it can be uploaded. She believes that company could be tesla and so then the article goes in it doesn't go into much detail i guess because it's like kind of a sensitive subject and it's in 
the process of, of being worked on. And so maybe they don't want to share too many details, but it basically talks about how they're working and exploring what they can do because Tesla has the capabilities of figuring it out. They just have to figure out how to actually make it happen. You know what I mean? So I think that is freaking awesome. I love that. And I would say too, there are so many stories out there of people who were sex trafficked and they have had to deal with so many problems of the videos and, and pictures of them being abused put on the internet and people most of the time don't even know that is it is actually non-consensual so it's pretty shocking and even though they can say that is me I am not consenting in this this was when I was a sexual trap or sex trafficking victim please remove it they're like uh, eh, maybe was it you though like they will get the full runaround and so I love this idea of Tesla, Elon Musk, the good guys, you know, the whatever, the iron, the iron man of average America, I guess people love him. Uh, I love the idea of him helping out on this. And it's just a great example of people working together to find solutions. Um, and keep in mind, this is Elon Musk and Tesla, the same guy that the Saturday Night Live staff is crying about because they are so shocked that an evil rich person like Elon Musk would be invited to participate on Saturday Night Live, a comedy show. Uh, guys, get the heck over yourself. Um, apparently what happened is Saturday Night Live told the staffers that they don't have to participate in the episode with him and they will be given a safe space if they don't want to be near Elon Musk. Womp, womp. This is when I need that button. Womp, womp. I have a cooler button though, actually. I kill a communist for fun. <laughs> for, for a green card. I'm gonna carve him up real nice. Okay, maybe that's a little aggressive of me, but I love that movie. Can I just say that? Uh, next, you guys, this is a short episode. I'm so sorry, um, but I've just been running through everything. Next up, this was just funny. I had to include it, okay? There's a lot of fraction, friction. There's fractures and friction in the GOP. I am a registered Republican, but man, we are messy right now. Uh, so Kevin McCarthy, he's leader of Republicans in the House. And basically, he yet has not been willing to come out super strong against Liz Cheney. He's kind of been having all of his under guys do it. So all of his lackeys, they've been being really aggressive against her, calling her out, doing stuff. But it hasn't been McCarthy. Well, he got busted on a hot mic. And now he's busted for being very much against Liz Cheney. And he didn't mean to say it, but he said it. And so we're going to look into what he said because it's, it's quite funny, honestly. I just think everybody in politics, especially in D.C., they're so fake. I think so many of them are just freaking fake. And they will not tell us what's really going on. We honestly have no idea what's going on in D.C. Like if we think the people have the power in Washington, D.C., it's the people's house and the White House. And then the, the house is like the representation of the people's voices and stuff. You guys, it's it's ridiculous that we would think so. It's run by a bunch of swampy elites on both sides. And it's disappointing because they will not tell tell it like it is. And I want people to do that. And so what, if they're caught on hot mic telling it like it is, at least it's out there now. So McCarthy, I'm sorry, but I'm kind of loving this. So he said, he, I guess he was uh, off air ahead of a live Fox and Friends interview. And he was telling Steve Ducey, 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 Ducey. Why am I forgetting how to say this? I like Steve Ducey. 
that's how it is. Either way, he's telling Steve, our friend Steve, I think she's got real problems. And then he goes, I've had it with, I've had it with her. You know, I've lost confidence. Well, someone just has to bring emotion, but I assume that will probably take place. Oh, so he says he's had it with Liz Cheney. And in real life, like he would never say that. And he's never said anything close to that so far. So this hot mic moment is pretty spicy. Um, So he has yet to come out publicly strong against her. It's really only been his lackeys. But hey, this puts him on the board as an anti-Cheney person. And even if it was on accident, it happened. So I'm pretty excited to see people... um, exposed. I'm happy to see that people are mad at Liz Cheney. I will say that. And I'm also happy to see that somebody who should have come out against her a while ago because she's causing so much division. And I I get it. Like you don't have to agree with everything Trump says. You don't have to be a pro-Trump person, but you don't have to cause the division that you've caused. And that's exactly what she's doing. She's doing nothing for unity. She's doing nothing to bring us together. I would say it's literally just to define herself and and get as much support from the blue side as possible. So uh, that's why I'm like, this is all just games and I'm sick of it. Um, And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm just, I shouldn't have to agree with everything the Trumpies say. And I shouldn't have to go along with their lies. Um, That's really where we're at right now. So either way, I'm happy that people are getting called out. I'm going to leave it at that. Next week should be an interesting episode. I'm going to do it on a specific topic because I'm hitting the road, you guys. I'm hitting the road. Um, Jared is filming something right now in three different cities and I was going to go with him for the whole thing, but man, I've got work to do and I, I could not just leave for that long. Like we were supposed to be gone for like 20 days. So he left for that and then I'm going to join him in Annapolis and then we're going down to Nashville, baby. I'm so excited to go to Nashville and, um, I really love going there. I love country music, so I'm pretty pumped. Uh, We're going to Nashville. We're coming back. And then we're going to Alaska, and I can't wait. So I have a lot of travel upcoming with Jared. Um, June, there's still time to apply for the Young Women's Leadership Summit for Turning Point USA. I'm a contributor for them. I'll be speaking there. So if you go to tpusa.com slash YWLS, you should still have about a week or so to apply definitely try and get there you guys it's going to be awesome kaylee mckinney lara trump uh kimberly gilfoyle um janine paneer paneer why am i doing it piero why did i one second i need to look this up now Janine, yeah, Janine Pirro. Okay, um, she'll be there, uh, and then a ton of other awesome young women and other awesome female speakers. I can't wait. I'll be there, and then, of course, uh, we'll be in Tampa as well for Student Action Summit for Turning Point in July, but the more information will come out for that later. Uh, thanks for listening, you guys. I will talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Love you so much. Have a nice week.